Hey there, everybody. It's me, Wanda Thibodeau, and I am your host today for Faithful on the Clock, the podcast where the number one priority is getting your work and faith aligned. Today's episode is one you'll definitely want to share and pass along to your friends and colleagues because I'm outlining exactly what it looks like when someone has great integrity. Plus, I'm going to show you how to audit your business to see just how much integrity is present in your organization. So let's not waste a second, because every second counts. All right, to kick us off, I'm just going to throw a really popular definition for integrity, which is doing the right thing even when no one is looking. And when you look at scripture, you see right away that integrity is one of the things that sets believers apart. If you read Job, for example, um, you know, God pointed Job out to the devil and said, hey, this guy, you incited him against me, but he's not budging. He's still just, um, he's still doing the right thing despite all you did. And even when the Pharisees and the Herodians came to catch Jesus to trick him, Mark 12 verse 14 says, they came to him and said, teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. So when you've got integrity, people see it. It differentiates you. And people aren't necessarily going to like that. Uh, They can try to get you to violate your principles. But having integrity, there's a big reward in that. 1 Kings 9 verses 4 through 5 says, As for you, If you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. Now those verses, God was talking to King Solomon. But you have to remember, if you are a believer, you are part of that history and that legacy. You're a joint heir with Christ. You have the same inheritance um, to authority and protection. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 says, The Lord does not look at things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So God is always looking for that integrity, whether you're doing the right thing and working for him. He's always proud of you when he sees you walking the straight path. But of course, the question in that is, what exactly is the right thing? That might be up to interpretation a little bit, but people who demonstrate integrity or who have this trait, they usually show it in a relatively predictable set of behaviors. So diving right in, trait number one is direct and specific speech. People with good integrity are willing to give you real facts that you can check and hold them accountable with. They offer you details that make it really hard to lie to you later on, rather than trying to hook you in with just emotion alone. And this ties to number two, language and behavior consistency. People with integrity stick to the same story. You know, if they know their listener and audience well, then they might code switch a little so they can connect better, but they don't change up the key components of what they say or do just to impress who's ever in front of them. Number three, no lying. For someone with integrity, the truth has enormous value. So they're not going to try to manipulate anybody with something that's false. They just tell it like it is because they know that it's just going to get harder and harder to keep up the web of lies if they start building one. Number four, 
They're not defensive. You know, they're not trying to deceive anybody. They know they still have plenty to learn and are fallible. So if you call them out, they're going to thank you for it and keep the conversation civil. And this connects to trait number five, which is the ability to apologize or accept accountability. Uh, We're hearing a lot right now in business about taking extreme ownership. And people with integrity do this amazingly well. They don't point fingers, they're not egotistical, and they really have a sense of how they might hurt somebody else. So if they mess up, they admit it. And they say that they're sorry. Number six, reliability. People with great integrity are the individuals who know exactly where their loyalties lie. What matters to them doesn't just change at the drop of a hat. So they're really good about honoring the commitments they make and they get a reputation for good follow through. Number seven, infrequent compromises. Now everybody with a shred of emotional intelligence and compassion is gonna compromise a little bit. We all need to do that. But people with incredible integrity know exactly what they're about, who they want to impress, and what their values are. So they don't bend to just seem likable or smart. You know, they stand up for what counts, when it counts. Now linked to that is number eight, few arguments. Someone with integrity is going to think about other people first. They're not gonna let their ego take over. They don't dig in their heels and insist they're right 100% of the time. They're open-minded and they're willing to learn from other people. That leads to number nine, no bragging. People with integrity have a strong sense of self. They know their self-worth and what they mean to God. They'll celebrate what they achieve or are capable of in healthy ways, but they don't boast. They'll happily give others credit when it's appropriate. Number 10, emotional connection. Those with integrity usually are pretty dang good at picking up on emotional cues from others. They've got really good emotional intelligence. And as part of that, they're really aware and they don't try to rewrite reality or minimize anything. They meet you right where you are, whatever your circumstances might be. And then finally, number 11, forgiveness. Someone who doesn't have integrity, they don't see the point of cutting anybody any slack. But those who do have integrity, they're well aware that nobody, including them, is perfect. They know that this whole growth thing is one big journey and that you're going to screw up along the way as you learn. So even as they hold you accountable, they say, hey, you know, it's okay. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. You can try again. And they don't abandon you the minute that you make a mistake. So those are some of the key things you should be looking for in terms of how people act with others to gauge how much integrity they've got. And there are a lot of verses that relate to them, um, you know, about lying, controlling your anger, loving your neighbor, all of those things. And you should be looking for those things ideally as early as the hiring process. Um, You know, you can use role playing to kind of get a sense of some of those points um, because some of them might need a little bit more history and whatnot, but it is critical to get people with integrity in the company because those are the people who are gonna model for you. If you don't have people with integrity, it doesn't just hurt your productivity and bottom line. It really can just poison the entire culture. Now, as far as conducting an integrity audit for the entire company, a lot of the metrics people use to measure growth and make decisions can be used to measure integrity too. For example, if quality is low or people aren't following through, then that's a 
big sign that you've got people who have the attitude that they don't have to be accountable to themselves or to other people. Things like your employee satisfaction score, the number of referrals you're getting, um, you know, even how many people file HR complaints, when and how people use your infrastructure or your applications, those all speak to how everyone is following the rules, how they're treating each other, and whether or not there's respect and trust happening. And there are other measurable things like whether you've had any legal trouble, court filings. Uh, those things aren't always, um, you know, they don't necessarily have a base beneath them. But it's still, you know, look at the statements made around those things. Did you respond well? Follow the right protocols. But the odds are pretty good that you already have the information. You know, you don't necessarily need to get additional metrics. You can use the ones you're already monitoring for other purposes. Now, within all this, you can bring in an independent auditor to evaluate your company, where you just give them access to your systems or your people, um, the data you've got, and you just let them look at all that information. They do interviews to uncover what's going on, things you might have missed or that people might not have wanted to report. And there are five big factors that they usually look at. Um, criteria, condition, effect, cause, and recommendation. Criteria, that's just your control. Um, it's what you're comparing yourself to. Condition is what you're doing, what exists. It's your company's current status. The effect is looking at, okay, here's our condition, but what is the influence of you not meeting those criteria Criteria you want to meet? Um, cause, that's why you're not where you want to be. And recommendation, that's what you're going to do so you can shift and improve to meet the criteria. So you want to make sure that your employees understand what the auditor is going to need to do and to access. And they have to have a sense of the auditor's timeline and process, just like with any other audit. But I think the biggest thing is communicating, um, make this a positive thing. You can paint a picture of what the company is going to look like when the, in the integrity improves without coming in and saying, you know, we're in horrible shape, I can't trust you, or whatever it is. And if you put the integrity audit on your calendar regularly, you can emphasize that you're using these audits to keep the standard high. It's just the same as quality assurance or any of those kinds of things to keep everyone feeling safe and feeling okay. So now that you know what to look for and what a typical audit has to have, let's do a quick prayer. God, we know we can always come to you because of what Jesus did on the cross. But even in that forgiveness, you haven't stopped looking at our hearts. You still want us to try hard to do the best we can to be like you. So I pray that each of us will recommit today to the integrity you want to see from us, the integrity that testifies, the integrity that proves to others that yes, you are God. Stay with us just like you did with Job so that even if we lose everything, that testimony never stops. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all I've got for you, folks. Hopefully, you can use what I've said to grow, find others who are going to be real assets for you, and I challenge you to audit yourself and your business if you haven't, and to let me know the difference you see after you complete the process. I really want to hear your story. And next week, I will be talking about cancel culture and how to handle allegations from both inside and outside of your business. 
So join me for that. Subscribe to the show at faithfulontheclock.captivate.fm. And until next time, be blessed. Like what you heard and want even more great Christian business content? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash faithful on the clock to become a supporting member for the show. You'll get access to options like early episode access, bonus episodes, videos, Bible studies, curated articles, and more in a tier plan that's right for you. Show your support for this podcast, and remember, enormous change can start with you.